because we get this opportunity to come before you, not only just in prayer, but God has always sent, sent us someone that's going to pour into us in our spirit, man, and we're just so grateful. This morning, we have a gentleman that's going to be pouring into us for the first time on the National Men's Prayer Call. So yes, sir. we're excited to have him with us here uh, this morning. You'll hear a little bit more about him coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, meanwhile, we just want to just welcome all the men that joins us from all around the world. We have a group that joins us from Nigeria. We also have a gentleman that joins us on a regular basis from Vietnam. And also all the chapters that we've established here in the States here. We, we're grateful for you, men of God. We don't take it for granted. Obviously, you could be doing other things, but you've chose to get on with us here and fellowship with us. So we're grateful and thankful for that. So with that being said, uh, men of God, we're going to have more uh, announcements coming up here in a few minutes here. Uh, but I would just ask Bill, if you could share this through your, uh, we're live on Facebook here on the National Men's Prayer Call or however it is that you would like to reach out to us uh, we just want you to know that we're grateful for you uh, sharing this here as well. I'm going to go ahead and open us up here in prayer. And then we're going to get this Jim out of bullpen because I know he's ready to go. He seemed like he's motivated. And so we're going to just go ahead and get him going here in about a few minutes here. So let's go ahead and, and just go before God here in prayer. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord, because it wasn't promised October the 15th, 2020, but you made it possible. And so this morning, we're going to just praise and magnify your holy name because the Bible speaks on you as being king of kings. The Bible says that you're Lord of Lord. The Bible says that you're the first and the last. The Bible speaks on you as being a witness. The Bible says that you're a creator. The Bible also speaks on you as being the root of David. Oh, my God. So we thank you for that. We thank you also, the Bible says, that you're the morning star. And, Lord, we thank you also, Lord, because the Bible speaks on you as being the line of the tribe of Judah. So I know so many affirmation, Lord. But, Lord, we're just so grateful and thankful, Father, that we can just uh, magnify your holy name, Lord. Thank you for that this morning, Lord. And Father, I just thank you for each and every person that's represented this morning on this call. Again, they're on this call for one purpose. And they hear a word from you, Lord. And we thank you right now that you sent the man of the hour that's going to be pouring into us this morning. And Lord, we just want to just go before you right now and in advance, Lord, before he even comes. And ask right now that you would just cover him right now with the blood of Jesus. Hide him behind the cross. Allow him to not speak of himself nor the flesh. But Lord, I thank you right now for not only blessing him health-wise, bless his family, Lord, and I thank you right now that anything that he puts his hands to will prosper. <laughs> oh God, we thank you, Father, because we know that in your word said that it would never return void. So Lord, we thank you right now for that. And thank you once again for the man of the hour. Lord, we just want to say thank you right now, Lord, for each and every person, Lord, Father, despite of the circumstances that we're dealing with daily, you're sovereign. <laughs> and Father, you're just so awesome, Lord. Father, because, Father, we're not going to fret. We're not going to worry. Because the Bible says for us to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. And, Father, we thank you right now for that. Oh, God, we thank you, Father. Father, for those that right now, that's, Father, in a state of depression, in a state of loneliness, in a state of lack of financing, lack of health, 
regardless of what it is, Lord, we know that you're God all by yourself. And Father, we're going to put our trust and faith in you and not in man. Uh, thank you right now, Lord. I just pray right now for a breakthrough for those that are dealing with this. It just, just not only this pandemic that we're in, Lord, but Father, we're not, Father, we're not concerned with what man says, Lord, because we walk by faith and not by sight. God, thank you right now. Thank you right now. We're going to ask right now that you just flatten the curve, Lord. Only you can do it. Man can't do it. Regardless of man can't go ahead of you, Lord, because every all power is in your hand. And we trust you because you said for us to seek ye first the kingdom of God. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. We're going to be obedient to you, Lord. And Father, I just thank you right now, Lord. I thank you that there's no lack in anyone's household, Lord. Father, the word says that you're Jehovah Jireh. You're all provider. The Bible speaks of you as being Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee. So, Father, we thank you right now for each and every man's household. Bless their household. Bless their health. Lord, I thank you right now for complete healing right now from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. We bind any attack that the enemy may try to come against them. The devil is a lie, and Jesus is the Messiah. So we thank you right now for that. And Lord, we just thank you right now for not only blessing us, but blessing us with our helpmate. We're grateful for our helpmate because the word says a house cannot stand if it's divided. And two cannot be together except the grill. The word is the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. So we thank you for that. Thank you for our offspring, Lord. We're grateful. And thank you for them. Blessing them, Lord. Even for, for those that, are, that have children that's going to school, Lord. We ask right now that you cover them right now with the blood of Jesus. Even those that are doing virtual learning, Lord, Father, allow them to be focused. And Father, I thank you right now for just protecting them. And Lord, also for the administrative people that are going to work daily, Lord, watch over them, cover them, Lord. And thank you for giving patience, Lord. And Father, we just trust you, Lord, not only them, Lord, but all the people, the frontline people, Lord, that's diligently still in the battle. Thank you for watching over them, protecting them. And Lord, we just thank you once again, Father, for the prayer requests that were submitted in. Lord, I just ask you to continue to lift up Avery Milton, Lord, the young lady here that's battling, facing challenges with cancer. Oh my God, thank you for healing in her body. And I thank you for that. And also, Lord, I ask right now to continue to pray for Roland Brooks, Lord. I just ask continue healing in his body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Ah, thank you for that. And Father, once again, we just serve you. We love you. We honor you. And we adore you. And we worship you on this day. Once again, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, amen and amen. Hey, once again, we are just so excited and delighted to be able to come to you and share with you the power of prayer and spiritually enhanced personal development. You know, the key is once we get saved, it's our, it's our responsibility to grow. And that growth has to allow us to be able to do all that the master maker has designed for us to do, to be better in our homes, in our, our careers, in our communities, in our churches, and toward our children. And listen, that's why the National Men's Prayer Call was created. We first off want to just give a shout out to Dr. Kenneth Green for just having the foresight and the, and the insight to bring this 
uh, as a as a medium for his, for the men in his church. And as a result of that, it's expanded now as a national ministry. And we have some things that are that are going forth that are going to make it even more international in scope. Um, as we begin this, our seventh year, uh, we've been serving since 2013, and it's our it's our desire to stay on fire and to help you to be able to do all the things that you as, uh, aspire to do. This morning, we are especially excited because we have a young man. Uh, I, I don't know if you know what a TED Talk is, but a TED Talk is a really, really big deal. And with with the TED Talk, you're able to, to take a concentrated focus um, uh, concept of what you are all about and share it with an audience that has the opportunity to go viral. And this, uh, so if you get a moment, I want you to take a look and, and a listen to the TED talk that our speaker did, Jermaine Gaspard. This brother is, he is phenomenal. We had a chance to just chop it up a little bit. Um, and what he's doing for, for you, for our returning citizens, for young adults, for people that are, that are marginalized or polarized, he's given them the opportunity to be able to not only come back into the mainstream, but he inspires them, motivates them, mentors them to be able to uh, expand their own horizons so that they can actually do what we're trying to do here, is to, is to grow and have that growth position them so that they can uh, can they can prosper and win. So without any further ado, it's my honor, my pleasure to present to you, Mr. Uh, Jermaine. I, I'm not, I was going to say Jermaine Dupree, but uh, <laughs> he can't make me falcify. <laughs> so with that said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's our honor to present to you, Mr. Jermaine. Jermaine, uh, the floor is yours. You can share. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Uh, one. Brother Tanner, thank you for that prayer. You uh, came right down the street that I'm about to walk down. So uh, I know that it was God-inspired, right? Uh, <clears throat> after speaking to Brother Mac last night, uh, we jokingly laughed and said, uh, go ahead and get, get your Band-Aids out, right? Go ahead and get your Band-Aids out because we're going to cut a couple of people. And in the process, I'm going to cut myself because anytime a chef cooks something that he won't eat his own food, then there's a problem there, all right? So... Uh, <clears throat> Some, as we talk about this thing, and, I, and I, with the concept that I love about is tangibility, is the application of the word. So many times we get so esoteric with the word that we lose the tangibility to actually utilize it in the word, utilize it in our lives. So what we're going to talk about today is the relationship between character and productivity, <clears throat> character and productivity, and why that's important. Um, to begin as all things, let's begin with the end in mind. Let's, let's start with God. And the Hebrew understanding and definition of God is all in one. What does that mean? All in one. That speaks of integrity. That means that how God does one thing is how he does all things. That means that God can do whatever he wants to do until he opens his mouth because his word is sovereign. And that he, because of his integrity, he's going to be consistent with that word. And the reason why we're starting with that, the reason why that is important is because when we look at God and what he does, we understand the principle behind what he does, then we can reapply that into our lives to create the same fruit that God bears and creates. So I'm starting there because as we go down this line, we're going to speak about the principles of God 
the principles of his actions and how we can apply that and how that applies to us. <clears throat> I don't care what religion you, you, you're studying. When you talk about God, there are two descriptions that you give, omnipresent and omnipotent. Omnipresent meaning always present, omnipotent meaning always potent, always potent. What does that mean, always potent? Always filled, always pregnant, always having potential to have more. So as we speak about omnipotent being pregnant, having potential, being full of production, we understand that potential and production are God-led things. And in order for us to be productive, it has to come from the spirit of God. So protecting that productivity is vastly, vastly important. And our characters protects that productivity. I will start and circle back to this, but I would challenge you to think that the fall of man was a character issue. The fall of man was a character issue. Now we're gonna circle back around to that and I'm gonna define that and we're gonna talk more about that, but the fall of man is a character issue. Anytime um, there's an issue or a crime is created and a man involved, 99.99% of the time, money or women are involved. Money or women are involved in that issue, right? So now we, we, we understand that character has a place in productivity. All right, so picture in your mind, you have, a bodybuilder, 6'4", 300 pounds, 2% body fat, sure of muscle. Just have that picture in your mind, what that looks like. And then you have another man that is the same age, but he looks like he's 13 years old and, and before his stages of, pu of puberty. He can't lift a weight, seven. Which one of those men exhibits strength to you? And, but before you answer that question, Let's identify what that looks like. And let's name these people. So that man that's that bodybuilder, 6'4", 300 pounds, 2% body fat, let's call him Sam, short for Samson. And that other man that is five foot two, 100 pounds soaking wet, can't lift a weight, let's call him Joseph. And let's identify and define what power really is. Because when we talk about power, we're talking about strength. We're talking about discipline. Those apply to that bodybuilder type, right? That man boy that we're speaking about that looks malnourished on the outside, he doesn't look powerful. But again, let's identify what true power is. Because man identifies with power. God identifies with character. And when we look at Samson, he had all the physical strength that a man could have. And we look at Joseph in the story of Joseph, who wasn't a big and strong man, but he was high in character. And how Samson had the power, but lost his power and his vision because his character couldn't keep in place. And how Joseph, when Joseph died, he, he died with all his power attached to him because of the way and the way and how he kept his character. How many leaders do we come in contact that, uh, that move like Samson? The impressive, 
charismatic, articulate, wear power suits. If there are women that wear those power, have those power purses, and we identify them with strength. And then we have the Joseph that are just strong in character. They cannot be physically seen, but it can be seen throughout their actions, throughout their evidence. See, Samson impressed men. Joseph impressed God. Power and ability will always impress men, but character impresses God. So the question is, what's your choice? What's your priority? Is your priority impressing man? Or is your priority to oppress God? Now that we understand that this character thing is, is very, it's such important, let's define how character is challenged. Character is challenged anytime we put provision before purpose. Think about that. Character is challenged anytime we place provision before purpose. God created everything for a purpose. Even the trees give oxygen so that we can breathe. We breathe carbon monoxide so that we can feed the tree. There is absolutely nothing that is created without purpose because God is not a wasteful God. God is an intentional God. As we began, God is always present and always pregnant with potential. So I'm, I'm going to say that one more time. Character is challenged anytime we put provision before purpose. Now, what is provision? We know what purpose is. What is provision? Provision is the idea of gain. Provision is the feeding of our appetites. Provision can be money, women, power, desire, anything that we desire and we place that desire before our original mandated purpose challenges our character. All the people we've seen in the news have seen in the news that have fallen, they were looking for a provision. They were trying to feed an appetite. And the feeding of that appetite took away from their ability to move in their purpose. Now, let's, let's go a little further in provision. There are only three appetites. When the devil came at Jesus, he attacked him in three different ways. And these are the only three appetites as men that we deal with. One, food. Two, water. And three, sex. Any challenge to your character will come in those one of those three areas. Food being physical substance that we can take on and feel nourished. Whether it be the eating of food, the acquiring of physical things, clothes, houses, boats, cars. Those are food that we intake because they're physical mandates that provide us some sense of value or provision. Drink or water, liquid. It's anything that we ingest that can change our state of mind. Not just drinking hot tea or a cold beer or a good old shot of whiskey. Those are just portions of the liquid. But liquid resonates with anything that we take that intoxifies us and it makes us intoxicated where we forget about what our purpose is. Some of y'all are, are, are sipping on perfume because it intoxicates you. 
and you don't realize that you're putting that provision before your purpose because you're supposed to go down this street because your purpose is down this street but you're going to bend the corner real quick and go down this street because you want to get that intoxication sex sex is not just a physical sex the reason why successful men and all successful men have high sex drive the reason why that is the case is because we were created to procreate whether it be a, a a physical baby a dream a vision or accomplish a goal that drive we have is designed for us to create because we come from create the creator god doesn't create he is creation so in everything that we do, we are trying to create because we're trying to mimic our father's business. So we're designed to create. Oftentimes we go to our lesser selves and create physically when we feel like we're being marginalized and not allowed to create from the unseen to the seen with our dreams, our visions and other prosperities. So when the enemy comes to us, he doesn't have to make us miss by a hundred miles. He just needs to make sure that he does not allow us to get to our purpose because that's what we were designed to do. The number one tool of the enemy is distraction. Because if I can distract you and you're supposed to get to a five and you get to the four, the enemy wins. What is the definition of purpose? The definition of purpose is the original intent of the thing. Once we identify our original intent, then we can live life on purpose. And once we live that life on purpose, our passions, our convictions, and everything else that we're searching for comes naturally because this is innate to us. Now, I ain't going to hold you long because it's a time period. Because some of the stuff we can go in for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I'm, I'm going, we're going to get to the honeycomb and I'm going to circle back and talk about Adam here in a second. But I want to know what happens when we have holes in our character. Going back to the concept of the seed. When I hand you a seed, whether that be an apple seed, a mango seed, a pear seed, I'm hanging, handing you a shell. What makes that seed, the essence of life, is inside the seed. It only comes out in the right situation the right and in fertile ground. And when the right amount of pressure is applied to the seed for the seed to open. Now, I want you to identify the character of that seed with the shell that I hand you. If that shell has holes in it, air gets into that seed and kills the potential that lies inside of it. Now, what is potential? God is always potent. He's always full of potential. So the potential killer are the holes that are made inside of the shell of the seed that drop its potential from place to place to place where it has no opportunity to grow. Likewise, that's what our character does to us. Our character protects our original intent and purpose given to us by God. So for that means, in order to be productive, we must hold our character in high esteem. Our character is more important than our gifts because our character is the casing that our gifts travels from place to place to place. So when we get it 
to where we can plant it and it can grow into a seed and grow into a tree and grow into a forest. We have everything that we need because we protected it on the journey. In closing, I challenge you to, and to think about this, that the, the fall of man was a character issue. And the original man had a character flaw that he has passed to all men because he was the first man and there was all men in one man and his DNA is in our DNA. See, the provision, the way that he put provision for purpose is because he was more caught up in satisfying Eve than following his direction from God. And when he did that, the fall of man began. That teaches us several things. One, Eve was never meant to fulfill Adam. Adam was already fulfilled because he was working in the garden. God gave man work before he gave him a woman. His purpose intended to the garden was Adam's mandate and was his fulfillment. He just couldn't do it to, to, the, to the best of his ability without Eve. Eve was made to, to, to make man to be the best that he could be, not to be the provision that took his eyes off of his purpose. So going back to the end, there's a reason why every time a man has a conflict, it's going to be based on money or women. Because everything else is all good. If you don't, you don't miss my money, where I can take care of my take care of my business, take care of my kids, I'm good. If you don't mess with my woman, I'm good. But you mess with those two, we're going to have a real lot of problem right now. We don't have to wait for it. And that's how we operate. So now, how do we protect our character? My boy, um, Yarbrough, uh, gave me this, this, this acronym years ago to be success or purpose-driven versus ego-driven. When we, are, when, our, when we make decisions that are success or purpose-driven versus ego-driven, we're making decisions based on the purpose and not on the appetite. The challenge here is oftentimes to have high character, our character might cost us a rep, our reputation for a time. Because we're so big on trying to have a good reputation that we'll put holes in our character. And again, I reflect on God. God was so obedient to his own word that even though he saw the serpent entertaining man, he didn't come down to earth because he said that I gave you dominion. In any spirit that's not in a body is illegal on earth. So I'm going to allow this to happen because I'm faithful to my own word. However, devil, I'm going to step on your head because my son is going to come. My question to you is what is so important? Is, is your purpose so important to you that you to make the character choice of losing your reputation for a time in order that your son, the thing that you bear, can come back and stomp out the thing that challenged you? I say that in closing. With that said, brothers, I, I, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be able to present to you. And I would say continue to push, continue to grow your character and live life on purpose.
Amen. Amen. Jermaine, that was a that was a dynamic word, brother. I, I just got to be honest with you, man, to uh, be able to hear that helps me recalibrate uh, some of my mindset and to really put me back into an area where I refocus on absolutely what you're saying. What is our purpose? What is our original design? What are we, we what did God really create us to do? And so that we lived a purpose-driven life and not get into the distractions with, re, you know, be quite frank and transparent that all of us get caught up in money and women. Now, I ain't gonna stay on that too long because I ain't trying to, you know, you and already cut me up. Um, but if we are to be honest with you, your, your description of what, how we, we fail in some of this is a character issue. And I love the analogy of the seed and the casing around it because we do have to have our character protect our purpose. And if we look at that and ask ourselves these questions, where are those holes at? And we got to look at that and be uh, really honest because God already knows. More importantly, the adversary already knows. Every man on here has an appetite for something. And it's that it's that that little thing that we internally know, but we don't outwardly express because we don't bring it to the forefront of our mind. But if we were to fall and we were going to keep tripped up, if we were going to have a character flaw that will challenge our calling, then he knows precisely. So when we do that, where do we cover those holes at? Where do we go back and refortify? And more importantly, what you said from a legacy standpoint, uh, especially with Adam, how we have inherited that issue, what character issues are we passing forward to everybody else in our downline? Man, listen, I don't even want to talk to you no more. I'm going to hit you up next week because you made me mad. Um, but that is a, a, a very um, challenging portion. And for us, as we unite as a body of believers, as we unite as uh, purpose called men um, in this band of brothers, we got to help do that for ourselves. We got to help make sure that we hold tight to one another and keep challenging us so our character does catch up with our calling. And uh, it's just a great reminder, man. I, I really, really appreciate that. And I know it's a divine word because um, we all pregnant. You know, we all pray that we got to get this thing and the purpose out of us, man. It was a, a dynamic word. So, you know, thank you for that. So I'm not going to hold us up long. We got a lot. You got gave me a lot to chop up over on the weekend and uh, we're going to get to it. So, gentlemen, if we don't mind joining us in this closing prayer and uh, but we'll be reminded every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, a dynamic word like Jermaine has given us today that challenges us. You know, we need to be pushed to the next level sometimes. Uh, Jermaine stepped on my toes and put his elbow in my back, and uh, but it was a uh, push of love and a reminder of what we are called to do. And so we got to stand firm because, you know, if we do not and, and we just play along into this, this TV show, mm. you know, this, this false narrative that we can get enticed to and not really make the main thing the main thing. Our main thing is purpose, that God gave us something that we're supposed to be in. And so let's turn these other distractions off and get back to business. So every head bow real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this reminder today of how we to flow in the power of productivity. And in that space, it is calling our character to come to the front of the line. 
And so, Father, we thank you for this reminder that you delivered through your servant uh, to remind us how important that is. Father, we pray for Jermaine's uh, purpose, Father, his ministry, his family, and the thing you've called him to do, Father. We ask the universe to supply him everything that he needs from uh, resources to the people in his lives to help push his agenda and your agenda, more importantly, forward. Father, I thank you for every brother on this line that has um, a product production in their lives that they need to push forward. We ask you to do the same. We thank you for this reminder, Father. We thank you for uh, having iron sharpen iron, Father. In those cases, when that happens, that sparks do fly. So we, we thank you for the challenge in that. We just ask you to bless us, Father, and keep challenging us, never letting us go, and always reminding us of who we're supposed to be based on your design. So we love you, we honor you, and as always, we try to live for you. Um, but in this space, Father, uh, trying is not enough. We just got to make a determination that we will live for you. So we thank you for that. We stand firm on that foundation that you gave us through Christ. We love you. And um, we just give it all over to you. In your son Jesus Christ's name, not only do we ask it, but we expect it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, gents. Awesome, awesome, awesome challenge. Y'all be blessed. And make sure we go out here and stand firm in this character. Yes, sir. Appreciate right. y'all, brothers. Y'all take care. Awesome job, Doc. Y'all be blessed.